everybody, and welcome to Roll It, a movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Ty Lohr. How you doing, Ty? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. How are you doing? All right. I, uh, well, off the bat, I've watched two movies since I watched <laughs> this movie. So oh, I'm, no, I'm Ryan. Be, I, it's, always, it's always a gamble, so I'm going to probably be a little fuzzy, but I'm going to do my best here. Because we're covering the uh, very recent 2021 film, No Time to Die, directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga and starring Daniel Craig, Leah Seydoux, and Rami Malek. Uh, Ty, tell me what you think about this film and what you think about, I guess, uh, or what your experience in the Bond film series is. Like what so, have you seen? How how into it are you? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh let me just pull up a list of James Bond movies. Because <laughs> I, I need to get through them and, and say the ones that I have seen. So I had this There's weird like, thing. There's a million. Yeah. Uh but I'm not gonna count mm, any really before nineteen ninety five. Um no sh- no Sean Connery ones. No. No. Uh Mostly because, so here's here's where I got introduced to James Bond movies. I had this thing when I was in like late high school, probably, where I was like, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to collect all the James Bond movies. Okay, and so I don't remember. I mean, I have I have seen I have seen some uh, Connery Bonds, like some old like uh, right the Spy Who Loved Me. I'm trying to look through the other ones. Never Say Never Again. Octopussy. Oh, yeah. Golden Figure's a classic. That's 95, though. Um, No, no. You think Golden Eye is 95. Or Golden Eye, yeah. Golden Eye. Gold Finger is 60-something. Oh, yeah. 64. Yeah, no. Not Gold Finger. Golden Eye, though. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, the first time I ever knew who James Bond was was the Nintendo 64 game, Golden Eye. Which was like the best game of all time. It was. It's pretty good. Just honestly hearing like a theme song. Oh yeah, so many hours. Just like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I was just like getting amped up. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh which probably cut me out trying to trying to I'm not doing it any justice at all. Anyways. So I probably got like six of them. I know I had Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, uh The World's Not Enough, Die Another Day. And then I had I didn't have Casino Royale, and I remember Quantum of Solace. And then I saw Skyfall, but I can't tell you anything about it. I know I saw it though. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. It's one of those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I like, yeah, I've seen it, but like after one point, they all kind of run together. And I'll tell you my outlook on Bond films. Uh, it was always very long they were always just very long you know and uh so yeah i started this collection then once i started watching i was like man it's just like the story is so strung out it wasn't very Mm. entertaining i thought i did see specter and uh that brings us to no time to die Uh, i liked it i enjoyed it i mean it was a good it was a good action movie to end the bond saga um, yeah. and it's, what is it? I need to know how many movies there are. One, two, three, four, 
five, six, one, two, three, four. Six times four, what's that? Twenty-four. Oh, I thought you meant just. Oh yeah, no. no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking all of them. Twenty-four. Uh, okay. uh, twenty-four plus two. There's been twenty-six Bond films. I mean, there's there probably will be. That's insane, dude. Honestly. Because uh, they're gonna the, have they're gonna have a new bond, another new bond. I mean, oh yeah, they're, the I mean this bond. Yeah, this is the end of the Daniel Craig Bond. Um, yeah, they're gonna have a new 007 for sure. I mean, they already do, but uh, they're well, gonna come I out mean with a more new Bond specifically because they talked about Idris Elba being the next Bond. Oh, uh, that would be pretty dope, actually. Yeah, I, so I don't know. That. I can't. I don't know if that went anywhere. If that was just a rumor or what? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. But um, anyway, anyways, 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 as far as Bond films go, uh, No Time to Die is I thought it was good. I thought it was a really good action movie. I'm not a big action flick kind of guy. So for me to have that weird collection of DVDs of um, old Bond films uh, that are probably just sitting in my parents house somewhere in a in a plastic case some <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of odd, but I, I do like the only one that kind of sticks in my head. I was never, I was never a big Daniel Craig like Bond guy, because like for me, I just, I don't know, like I just feel like the Golden Eye. Who's that? Uh, that, was that was the Golden Eye Bond. Yeah, Pierce Bronson. Uh, Bro- Brosnan. 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 Yeah. Brosnan. 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 There you go. Yeah. It was him. That's who's like. In, whenever I think of James Bond, I think of him. You know what I mean? Daniel Craig was yeah. like a little too like skimpy, you know. Um, but I think of like the Golden Eye James Bond. When I think of James Bond, I think of like Golden Eye James Bond, like Pistol, Silencer, Things Blown Up. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so as far as Bond films go, I, I really like this one. It's probably my new favorite, just because I haven't seen another one in years. So that was a very long explanation to tell you it was a good action movie. <laughs> What do you what do you like what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm kind of I mean it was fine. Like you, like you said I'm not really a big action movie guy and to be honest when we picked this movie I was like I always hate picking blockbusters cuz I'm like what are we going to talk about? Yeah. And then I watched this and I said what are we going to talk about? And I still don't really know, so we'll see how long this podcast goes. <laughs> but uh I have far less bond experience i just never really it was one of those things where i feel like you either like you either like get into it hard or you're don't really care and i just like never really cared i've seen and and i'm one of the people who've done both (laughs) (laughs) i've seen i think the only ones i've seen are golden eye and gold finger and those are those are the only two i've well both over 30 years old (laughs) So this is your first Daniel Craig Bond film. Yeah, this is my first Daniel Craig Bond film. Uh and the other yeah, it my thing with Bond films is I feel like once you've seen one or two or whatever, I they're pretty much all the same. You know? They hit the exact same beats, the exact same places, and pretty much with the exception of this movie, finish the same way. So yeah. Uh, it was just like one of those things where I was like, I don't really want to spend time to watch all, <laughs> like you said, 26 of these movies when, you know, they're, they pretty much are all vaguely in a sense, the same, the same movie. 
Um, yeah. which I, it's, and which it's I like got a nothing classic against action it. comfort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I said, I got nothing against it. If people enjoy that because like, I, I get why people would like it. You know, it's that, it's that, uh, comfortability and familiarity of something like this, where maybe it's something like, uh, Indiana Jones, which I love and some people don't, you know what I mean? It's the same right. type of thing. I think where it's right. like, I know exactly what I'm getting. Well, besides, well, we're not going to talk about the fourth Indiana Jones, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know what you're getting and that's that. Um, but anyway, to this movie, I think it's a fine action movie. It, it looks pretty good and it has some good action set pieces uh, which I think are the two main things with, that you want a Bond movie to do. So, yeah. you know, I think it hits those bar or hits those, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, not obstacles, but hits those goals, ambitions. All whatever. those checkpoints. It hits those check boxes. Yeah, it yeah, checks, checks all boxes. the boxes. Yeah. That's it. Wow. There, took man. us a while to get to some cliche uh, saying. <laughs> it's pretty late. It's pretty late. Um, it checks those boxes. And besides that, I mean, the plot is whatever. Like I said, I think a lot of Bond movies are uh, kind of building the plot around the action that they want to have. You know, they think of, oh, we got to have this and this and this happen. So, like, how can we string those together and, like, make a plot fit those things? Um, I will, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit more. I think this plot was a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it, there was, all right, uh, that, w- that was one of my, I guess that kind of ties into the plot. One of the knocks against this is this movie was over two hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah, it was a what? long movie. What? It was a long what movie. What is that? Um, you yeah. take about 45 minutes off that, I, I bet I'd like it a lot more. I, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of, I mean, I get why everything was in there the way it was but it felt like there's a lot of meandering and jumping around which i get it that's part of the adventure that's part of the globe trotting and mystery and intrigue and you know uh thrillerness right. of it but it just felt like stuff was happening in the last hour and i totally forgot what had happened in the, you know what I mean? It's like, it just felt like a whole nother movie ago. Cause it felt totally unrelated. And because there's just been like 800 steps since then, you're like, I don't even see what the, <laughs> I forgot what the logical progression of these steps was. Cause when I was writing the summary, like it took a long time to write this summary because there was so much crap that happened in this that you felt like you had to include, but it was just like, really, I could have just said a scientist gets kidnapped Bond goes to track him down. Double crossing happens. Bond goes back to MI6. They find the scientist who is being controlled by what, you know what I mean? Right. But I had to give all the stuff with the CIA and Felix dying and blah, 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 blah. Uh, it just seemed, it just seemed too long, I guess is my grand statement on that. Uh, yeah. Longer than a Bond film should be, I guess, is my point. I get it. Yeah, you know, I get it. Uh, I think, you know, I, I think the one, I think like one thing that we can talk about, and we, we've talked about this in other movies, is just like the creativity behind it and stuff like that too. Uh, you know, because like it is kind of like writing the same 
like filling the same characters roles, you know, in different, in different plots, really. Uh, and that could get kind of tedious to try to also make it part of like a classic 26 movie. You know what I mean? Like something that's mm. been around for 50 years, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So to try to make it something that's different. And I think that's, that's like the problem that a lot of bond movies have is like, they all almost run. So like, they're almost so similar in a lot of ways, you know, that, mm-hmm. which is good for continuity's sake. But on the other hand, it's like, I can't tell you the difference between like, I know golden. I remember golden for, uh, and I hope this is even right. Cause well, now I'm getting all embarrassed. What if, what if I'm wrong right here, but didn't they have like the killer, uh, the snow that was like the snow scene when they were all out in the um, yeah I know, it was all white out conditions in russia so. in russia yeah that's or what i'm saying somewhere so was, in the cold yeah in like the arctic but it was all like snow white out conditions like so like yeah, yeah. you know and like this is i get like the poison garden and everything so they try to break it down different ways and, and i think that's a tough thing to do when you're it's kind of it's kind of like marvel movies you know what i mean like, yeah. how do you write something new that's entertaining that still carries the continuity of what we're trying to of of this character? You know what I'm saying? To but you're still, yeah, and, and you're trying to add on it. You're trying to add your own little flair, and you want to make it good, you know? Because you're gonna have diehard Bond fans coming out to this no matter what, whether it's good or bad. But you're trying to get the people who like are ca- they're trying to get people like us to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think Marvel is probably a good comparison. They each have their own flavor, but Marvel movies, for the most part, are kind of not all the same, but kind of. I mean, they all have the same beats. They all fit the same type of style. Right. Like I said, they're not the exact same, but you know what you're getting pretty much. When you go to a Marvel movie, you know what you're getting. And when you go to a Bond movie, you pretty much know what you're getting. Like I said, the the Daniel Craig version of Bond is a, a little different than... Mo- and then most of the past bonds yeah uh, and especially this movie the way because of the way it ends but like bond really never had any <laughs> emotional complexity i don't think before daniel craig's like he actually like feels sad about people dying and stuff whereas yeah. i feel like in the you know in the older ones it's it was just almost like, just like an emotionalist spy. It was he was just like killing the bad guys and getting the ladies, and yeah. that was pretty much his two emotions. <laughs> and watch me drive this fast car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For um, sure. I mean, I I do think this movie did some things that that like, you know, were great. You know, I, I wouldn't. But like, yeah, it's still it's still under that same profile. It fits the same flavor, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of summary, let me do the summary. I Let's really jump into it. To, but <laughs> we're going to have to. So this this going to take a while. Um, all right. In Norway, a young Madeline Swan witnesses a man in a mask murder her mother and try to kill her, but ends up saving her life after she falls through the ice. Years later, Swan is with James Bond on holiday and asks him to let go of his now dead ex-lover to let their relationship flourish. When he goes to her grave, he is almost killed and breaks things off with Swan thinking she betrayed him. Five years later, Bond is is recruited by Buddy Felix and U.S. State Department contact Logan Ash, and they want his help getting 
an MI6 scientist that was kidnapped by Spectre due to his involvement with Project Heracles, a secret weapon developed by M that consists of nanobots that spread through contact to execute people based on DNA. Bond is successful in getting the scientist, but is betrayed by Ash, who kills Felix and leaves Bond for dead. Bond goes, Bond survives, and he goes back to MI6 and orchestrates a meeting with Blowfield, the now incarcerated Spectre leader. But Blowfield will only talk with psychiatrist Swan present, who is pushed in the meeting by the man in the mask, Soften, who is back in her life and wants Blowfield dead and wants her to facilitate it. Swan bails at the last second, but Bond grabs Blowfield, killing him with the nanobots that were already in his skin. Bond tracks down Swan after Blowfield says she never betrayed him, and he finds her and her daughter at her Norway home. They are tracked down by Soften, and while Bond does away with most of the enemies, Soften takes Swan and her daughter away. Bond, with Agent Nomi's help, infiltrates Soften's headquarters, an abandoned missile base that's now a nanobot factory. Bond rescues Swan and her daughter Matilde, and they are taken by Nomi to safety while Bond goes to open the silo doors so the missiles fired by MI6 can do damage and destroy the base. He opens the doors, but on the way out, realizes they're closing again, so he must go back. On the way, he is shot by Soften. Bond then quickly kills him, but Soften cracks a vial, and now the nanobots are in Bond's skin are infected with Swan's DNA, so Bond can never be in contact with Swan or her daughter again. But, regardless of this, he is able to make it back to the control room and open the silo doors again for a successful strike. As he stays at the base, unable to leave in time, he waits for the missiles to close in and talks to Swan for the last time to tell her what happened and that he loves her, and he won't make it out. She admits that Matilde is Bond's child, and they say goodbye, and Bond is killed in the strike. End of movie. The only question I have for you, Ryan, is did you cry and for how long? Uh, I can be honest. I got a little... I didn't actually cry, but I could feel oh, it well enough. I could feel it well enough. I, uh, think I think I shed a tear, <laughs> too, dude. I don't think I shed a tear, but I could feel it. I, I, I got to the end of that movie, and I thought... Man, movies just affect me more than they used to. <laughs> yeah. That's getting, that's getting uh, old, buddy. I guess it's buddy. just getting older, but like, but like, man, it's, it just it, it got yeah. me when he was like saying goodbye. Yeah, man. And I'm like usually like action action film yeah. deaths and like sacrifices. I'm like, you know, whatever. they are what they are. I'm with it's you. Just, but it did it got it did get it me a little me. bit. So that's why I gave it a little extra, you know, like because it did have some emotional resonance. I, and that's what I, which I think has to do with Craig's portrayal. Yeah. I do think I will say like I am I do apologize for the impression I had of Daniel Craig as James Bond before this for sure, and I'm not yeah. apologizing to him. I'm which just saying in general, <laughs> which I, I guess I never want. Like I said, I have very little Bond experience, but from what I've seen, Spectre was supposed to be not very good. Can you attest to that or not? Can I? I didn't see mm-hmm. no, Oh, no, you no. didn't? No, I no, thought no, you no. did. Sorry, no, I'm no, sorry. no. Okay. Okay, you stopped it. 
what Skyfall? That was the last one. Uh, was that the last one. Uh, I have to bring up the list again, Ryan. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. it's been it's been <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, the last one. Uh, no, I didn't see Skyfall. I think. I thought Skyfall was the one you said you saw, but you have no idea what happened. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I saw Skyfall. I'm, I'm looking back now. I did see Skyfall. <laughs> um, and then Casino Royale. I didn't see Quantum of Solace, though, or Spectre. Okay. Okay, I got yeah. you. Uh, but anyway, I saw some people say that was, that was uh, kind of a disappointment, and they felt like this movie uh, had to do some... It had to do some, like, not heavy lifting is the wrong word, maybe, but, like, they do some kind of makeup time on tying some loose ends from Spectre because it didn't really tie up all its stuff. So they had to tie in some loose ends from Spectre in this movie, plus make a coherent movie in itself. Right. Um, But anyway, that's kind of irrelevant. That's why I was just wondering if you remembered that one at all. Here's the thing. So I remember, um, (laughs) I don't remember much of Skyfall, like I said. Uh, I do remember bits and pieces of Casino Royale, but like, uh, how long was Casino Royale? That, that's two and a half hours. That was two thousand. That's two thousand six. Oh, I think about one. No. Yeah, it's two thousand. So that's two and a half hours, and that's where like I think my idea of just a drawn out long action movie it was just never my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, still to this day, not my thing. Uh, I thought that, and and I, I could be wrong. I, like I said, I haven't seen a James Bond movie in years. But um, I think that this movie, at least, at least I was whenever I was watching it, I was kind of like, "This is good." You know what I mean? Like I felt like the time wasn't wasted. I do think they could have cut down on a lot of things. But I don't think, like, it was just, like, long, drawn-out periods where, like, things you didn't need. You know what I mean? I think they made use of the things that they had. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought... I thought... Uh, it, it was intriguing the whole time, I guess. It kept you involved. It kept yeah. you wanting to keep watching. Right. You know, which is all you can ask for from an action movie. Um, or a lot of what you ask for in an action movie. Uh yeah, I don't I don't really have a lot on this film specifically. Like I said before, it's it's uh pretty bereft of a lot of like thematic or philosophical elements. Um but I did want to get your thoughts like what do you think about the transformation of Bond into this kind of more fully fleshed out yeah. character? Do you think that's like better, more interesting or do you think it is there is some charm of like the older ones with him being kind of like this. Uh, I mean, he's still a pseudo like superhuman figure in these, but being like this characterized like superhuman yeah. like, force that is just like, like your epitome of uh, a, spy. a martini yeah. drinking. Yeah. Martini drinking spy that just kills people and gets with the ladies and gets the bad guy at yeah. the end. What do you think about the transformation, good or bad, or just different? I think I like it more because I think it's like you said. I think it's more relatable. Um, you know what I mean? I think that it is more – yeah, I just think that, like, it's more dynamic, I think would be a good way of putting it. 
I think that, you know, everything about it kind of is cohesive. Like, like I you make I, I guess cohesive is not the right word. Uh, I don't know, touching. There's more of a humanistic aspect to it. Um, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, it's more... Yeah. It's just, you can... I don't know. I feel like I could be... I feel like I could understand that bond more than the martini drinking lady slaying uh, bond of the past, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it also is just like the bond from the past is kind of like a, a sociopath because like nothing really affects him emotionally. Like this one, he has trouble like letting go, you know, he has trouble processing death and he actually like loves, you know, different women and has trouble with like you know of course de- their death or leaving them or whatever uh rather than just like moving on to the next one in the next movie you know um so i think it does it it adds it adds a layer of like you said uh kind of relatability but more just like humanness yeah. to them that i think there wasn't there in uh you know Sean Connery or yeah. Roger Moore, or Pierce Brosnan stuff that is there with uh, uh, Daniel Craig, which I think I think Daniel Craig's pretty good. I his. do too. I like uh, it, like yeah, for sure. He's he's charming. Yeah. I think it. You know, like I said, I think it made it it changed the way that I thought of Daniel Craig as Bond. Yeah. Oh wow. Because I, which like you said, it's been a long time, so it'd be like worth revisiting. But I think, from what I've again, what I've read, Casino Royale is supposed to be like the best one of the series of like the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe that one would make maybe make you feel even more so if you rewatched maybe. it. I now, just like you know, you know, I watched that like, it, and I can't like. It's different too. Like watching movies with a purpose is different you know what i mean um yeah so i like i guess that's just like watching this i'm not just watching like i would there's it's very rare that i watch action movies to like relax i just they're not really my genre you know i kind of wanted to see this one yeah um and it was on prime and so i was just like oh this seems like a good time to dive in you know um (laughs) yeah so I don't know like I don't yeah. like yeah that's what I'm saying I guess would I watch it I don't, it's weird like I don't know would I watch it just sitting around chilling probably not and if I did would I have the same idea of it I don't know you know what I mean maybe but maybe I wouldn't you know <laughs> maybe I would yeah. watch this and just be like, I think, I'm not a big fan <laughs> yeah but I think actually I think it would be or like in my eyes it's the like if I'm just watching something and like not really paying attention, like some action movie or whatever, it can seem a lot less bad than it actually is. If I'm like putting all my attention and effort right. into it, uh, you know what I mean? Cause it's in the background. You're like, oh, okay, you know, this is, you know, kind of exciting stuff's going on. But then when you're like, like you said, when you're focusing on it and you're trying to watch it to watch it for a reason, which is most of the time when I put on a movie, I'm like watching it to watch it right. you know i'm not doing anything else i'm putting a movie on to watch that right. movie uh 
And I think then you're... I think then it's more of a accurate... More of an accurate representation, representation on your thoughts of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think, like... So I guess... But, may, but everybody's different. But I'm thinking, like, maybe if you watch this and you didn't... If you just watched it just to relax, uh, then maybe you would even think it was even better because you're not focusing on like whether this is being done right or this is being done right or what's wrong here or I don't like this about it. You're just kind of letting it wash over you, which sometimes is great. That's what you need to do with some movies. Uh, And you can't really overanalyze them because then that ruins them. But yeah, I don't know. Um, But yeah, I'm like you. I don't really – action movies aren't my jam. We're kind of on the same page here or there. Uh, I just don't really, I just don't really seek them out that much. I'm not a big, I'm not a big blockbuster guy. No, for sure. And, and I think, you know, like there's something like watching it. There's, you know, everyone, like there is something where I'm like, man, fast cars are cool, you know, but I'm not a car dude either. You know what I mean? Like that's, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just hard for me. Like, the, they don't really overlap with things in my life that I find a lot of interest in, you know? And so, yeah. which is, which it's is just fine. like, and a lot of people, oh, do, yeah, that's, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's more, it's mostly like, oh man, that was yeah. cool. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. And like I said, I can appreciate that at certain points and in certain movies, not all action movies, but like a lot of, and you're like, oh, that's pretty exciting. Like it keeps my interest and has some cool set pieces yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, um, boy, uh, I mean, oh, I did write down oh, go ahead. the uh, the most unbelievable part of this movie. Do you want to guess what I think is the most unbelievable part of this <laughs> <What's> movie? That, <laughs> that scientist swallow legit swallows a, US, well, a, not legit, a USB, but in the movie he swallows a, a whole, whole USB, USB drive. drive. Yeah, what? Yeah. You can't just do yeah. that. <laughs> I tried taking it there like one day this winter. I tried taking a cold pill and I almost died because <laughs> it got stuck in my throat. That was just like a normal size. Dayquil isn't, isn't the same, man. Dayquil is different than a USB, it's a little smaller than a USB, right? <laughs> yeah, I was, I saw that and I was like, I that's what I'm, I immediately thought of. I was like, no, that guy would be dead in like 30 <laughs> seconds. No way is that thing going down. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, but, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I mean, you can't just put, I don't know, why not put it in your sock? You know? Yeah. I feel like, exactly. I feel like there's a lot of different ways you could went about it rather than just swallowing a whole USB drive. Uh, um, but, yeah, that, was, that threw me off. I was like, wow. I didn't write a lot. I didn't write a lot of notes on this, but I did really like the film work. Like, or the filming, like the video work on it. Um, I thought that was... Uh, cinematography. cinematography. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, that's the word I knew you were looking thanks. for it yeah no I just really liked I don't know I like I thought it was I thought I liked the handheld shots when it was when it I felt like that needed to be there you know and I like I, I don't know I thought the cinematography was really great on it um so there was that you know uh I loved the train shot right after Right after he left, oh, he left oh, oh, yeah, yeah. her at, at the beginning, you know what I mean? And she was walking mm-hmm. and, and watching him. I loved that shot. That was yeah. that was perfect. 
Uh, probably one of my favorite shots the entire movie, to be honest. Yeah, that was that was that was solid. Uh, and he's just standing there, and then he just starts yep. walking away. Doesn't look back. Uh, but yeah, I I think, like I said, I think this looks pretty pretty sleek and well done. Uh, and like you said, I think the handhelds used well, um, because most of the time you want it to look nice and sleek, yeah. you know, because it's Bond. He's supposed to be calm, cool, and collected, and just is able to dispatch of people with ease. Yep. And most of the time that's true, but then you got the handheld shots to, you know, set you on edge every once in a while. And, and kind of make you feel um, like that little bit of anxiety that, you know, that, like, he might be feeling. Exactly. And you're There's also so, just like, man, how's he do recently? so good? How's he so cool? He's so cool. <laughs> what a cool guy. Uh, we did some movie recently where we were talking about the handheld shots really standing out, but it doesn't matter. Um, I did think... Oh, shoot, what was I going to say? I had something I was going to say right before you brought up cinematography. Uh, oh, what did you think of uh, Rami Malek's villain? Uh, Not necessarily his performance, yeah. which you can get into that. But like, I thought he did fine as a performance. The vil- his, his the motives. Villain, and the villain in general was pretty lame. That's that's kind of what I thought. That kind of brought it down. Yeah. To me. Like I thought, I was like, I guess his whole motive in this is. Revenge because yeah, he with a big question mark was still mad at with but he was in love with her but like still mad at her yeah it didn't I, I it, don't know yeah no uh, I'm with you I I thought I didn't I wasn't a big fan of the villain um when it could have been so cool I think too I don't know like I thought the opening I, I thought just the felt opening like of the it movie was, was awesome like I was like oh this is rad you know what I mean I was, was like this cool is good opening. this is a good opening. I dig this, you know, and uh, like that's kind of your that's kind of what you want, like as far as like classic like intro to a action movie. You want something that makes you like kind of on edge, and that movie and that did it. That scene did it. That con- like the entire all those shots did that for me. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. yeah, like I said, I mean, I really like that, and then I was kind of like. Okay, he's got this mask that's like blown up and cracked because he was shot in the face. Like, okay, I, I was buying into all this. I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then I was just like, really? It's just that? Like, that's it? You know what I mean? I don't know. I was just, I, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I thought the, I thought it was lame, dude. I thought, yeah, I thought the character was lame. I just don't. I didn't really get the motive yeah. because, like, I guess his motive for the nanobots was selling them and becoming rich maybe or did he actually want to like kill a bunch of people or was he just manufacturing and going to sell them to people who wanted to All use them questions. I wasn't really too clear on that didn't really feel like it needed because it was like oh the nanobots are going to spread if like this gets out this could kill the entire population like if you know people could use this to kill everybody that they wanted to with the DNA blah 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 it's like yeah but what but why are they making yeah. it? Like, what? who's this going to? And then also, like, why did he get Bond involved in the first place? Like, it seemed like his whole plan, like, obviously that Logan Ash was working for Malik's character. Yeah. So why did I they did get like that Bond involved in the first place twist. when they could just... It was. Uh, when they could just have gotten the scientist away from Spectre 
maybe they felt like they needed Bond to get him away, but he didn't really do anything because they were, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't, like, couldn't Felix have gotten him? Probably. Probably. I, probably. Pro- probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If Felix and Anadarmus could have gotten him, I think that probably would have worked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just don't get it because all you're doing is pulling him in, and it's just another obstacle for you when all you want to do is steal his girl away. Uh, I don't know. No, 100% it did. The, the villain definitely took some notches away. I 100% agree. I yeah. will say that. I think. And the motive. It was a little fuzzy by the end. I was like, yeah. what? what was his What was his plan? Much what was his deal? Uh, I was but, just like, that was a not What was his deal? Yeah. You know? Pretty, pretty not <laughs> yeah, great. Pretty, pretty much. not great uh, villain, to be honest. Um, do you think there's only this is really one of the only notes I have down? There was now I can't can't remember at all what part this was because, like I said, I've seen two movies since then. <laughs> they were both pretty long too. I watched Good, the Bad, and the Ugly in theaters, then I watched Tree of Life last night again. Yeah. Uh, because that's I just needed that Wolf. in my life. Um, but anyway, um, there was some scene where there was a spiral, very prominent spiral, and I wrote vertigo with a question mark. Um, and like we, when we talked about vertigo, obviously there was a big thing with spirals in that and you know how it symbolizes it symbolized like endlessness and maybe madness and uh maybe the well stuff to that effect do you think there's any because in the opening credits of course we get the dna double helix spirals uh in that cool opening sequence um do you think there's any significance to spirals in terms of like endless or uh going into madness maybe that's malik's care or uh yeah I'm trying to think Malik's character or maybe that's has something to do with love or something stupid like that I'm I don't know I'm trying to think like when was that when he was running to open the thing I don't, I don't know. Remember. I honestly don't know. Honestly, if you have like a, there was a spiral at some point, very prominent you. spiral. I do believe that I wrote you. down. Uh, there were there were quite a it few should have been more specific. In the movie though, even like um, Madeline when she was coming down, there was a spiral. You know what I mean? She had well. There's a spiral, spiral staircase. staircase. Isn't there there's a spiral staircase that he took to get up to to turn on or to open up the things. Mm-hmm. Um, spirals, yep. yeah. I mean, spirals appear quite a few times. So I don't know if that's something, or if maybe that's just sure. like, you know, yeah, a reference to Vertigo, <laughs> or maybe it doesn't even have to be a reference to Vertigo. Maybe they just put spirals in because it looked cool in like a cinematography. And, sense. and it could have. I mean, it's um, very appealing, and and I think like a lot of the things that were done throughout this entire thing were super smart artistic moves. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, it could have just been artistic. Yeah. And, and it's an easy way to focus you in right to the center, you know, if you think of it like that. That's like, true. Nothing brings your attention directly to something like a spiral. Yeah, that's true. So I, th- um, I think it could have just been that. But, I mean, yeah, I bel- I've, I'm sure there were plenty of spirals throughout this entire thing. And I'm trying to think. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Nah. I was just, just going to say I'm trying to think of – 
uh, similarities that I could like make up to tie this movie to uh, Vertigo. But I'm coming up, I'm coming up with pretty much Zilch. <laughs> uh, like it's not a guy that's trying to impose his will on a woman, really, of making her what he wants her to be. That's not really a thing. Uh, you know, I don't think, and I think this is the thing of most Bond movies. And, and and tell me if you if you're I have a different feeling, but I don't really think that there is any like philosophical underlying or undertones, you know, between the words on this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think. I so. mean, we could, we could try to find some, but I honestly think it would just be. I think I think when it comes to movies like this. It's most of the time just like to keep attention and to you know what I mean like to keep your attention and make it interesting and that and that's why yeah, I like think I this movie is like a four cool, and a half yeah. star for me you know it'd be a five it'd be do, it does exactly, what it's supposed it'd be to a do. five star if it was I don't know <laughs> an hour shorter yeah <laughs> but it does what it's supposed to do it keeps you entertained it's an entertaining movie there's not much more like I don't think it's trying to make a point of something you know what I mean. I don't think action movies, for sure, just overall as a genre, try really try to you know get into that. No, most of the time right. they don't. Unless we're talking about something like Paul Verhoeven, where he's kind of deconstructing the action genre, like we've talked about a couple right. times. But yeah, most of the time, if you, someone's making a straight up action movie, yeah, usually it's just a, a straight like up action said, movie. <laughs> something that looks looks nice is intriguing to keep your attention. And yeah, and it's I guess a satisfying conclusion. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and that's that's really how uh, I look at it. What would you like? What what did you give it? What would you give it? I I gave it like a seven. Because seven out of ten. Like I, I did said, out of five. Was, so you really throw yeah. me off with this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I gave it a three and a half uh, out of okay. five. Because it was like like you said, it did what I wanted to do for an action movie. But I, at the same time, I was like, it didn't, you know. It didn't really set itself apart from any other action right. movie, right. you know. Like I said, it looked cool, looked pretty sleek, and kept me watching. But other than that, it didn't really feel anything right. extra. Had a little bit of emotion, but that's a three and a half rather than like a three, which would be like average. Right. So, anyway, uh, you got anything else? Not really. I mean, I think the cinematography throughout was really good. Um, I think uh, like. I think Rami Malek for having a not so great character, <laughs> like I think he did really well. Um, mm-hmm. I you know I think that you know yeah I mean that's I, like that's pretty much where I'm at on it. I I think he like I think it was a fine movie. I don't really have anything bad to say about it because like as far as like I just said as far as action films go I think it did everything I wanted an action film to do and this is coming from somebody who's obviously not an action film lover you know (laughs) so uh, no I mean I like I'm happy I didn't see it in theaters but I also think it would be (laughs) good to see in theaters there's like that you know it's like a double edged sword on that one and uh i think most action movies i would say are better just to see yeah like i saw top gun maverick uh at the drive-ins and that was awesome that was like so cool you know what i mean (laughs) oh yeah but uh yeah i don't know that's pretty much Um, it man that's all i got 
You got anything yeah. else? I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else. Uh, that does it. This, this is a short one. Yeah, That's I mean, right. we got to do we got to do these um, like fun little. I know you don't like blockbusters, but a lot of people do. I'm included in that. You know, I like I like a good blockbuster every once in once in a while, and I I think that I think that this movie kind of filled that role for me. You know. Yeah, and like I said, I don't have a problem with blockbusters. Like I don't really seek them out that right. often, but I don't have a problem with them. They're just like. Just hard to talk about in terms of like themes and motifs yeah, and for sure like you know underpinnings of the movie because there's just not that much to break down uh but for anyway sure. you know what we're doing next week ty or in thin, two weeks thin blue line yeah the thin right? blue line i don't know i don't know Morris. anything about it though who's it directed by Errol Morris. Okay. We've done one film by Errol Morris so far. Uh, way back... Jeez. When was that? Two years ago now, maybe? Or we're getting back year? into the documentaries, dog. We did... Uh, yes, we haven't done a documentary in a while. I do love so, a good dog. Yeah, we did... We did Fog of War by Errol Morris. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was. that's right. That so was... Ooh, that was... Uh, what was that, two years ago? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that was two over, years ago. It was over two years ago. Uh, that was yeah. I, when we did Fog of War. I was in my old place. I've moved. I've gotten married. I've had had like <laughs> at least three or four life changing events since we did <laughs> Fog of War. <laughs> uh, I I really haven't. I'm just kind of you know, I I can't remember. I can't I can't differentiate these things now. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Aaron Morris, Thin Blue Line. There should be some stuff to break down. Uh, I think I'll be watching that on Criterion Channel, so I know it's on there. Um, I think I'll be watching it on Criterion Channel as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, what else? Ty, where can people find us? So you can find us on any of the social medias. We're on Instagram, well, except for like the fa- Facebook. We're not on the Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Roll It Podcast. Um, Reach out, follow us on there for updates on the newest episodes and things like that. If uh, if you want to give us movie recommendations, if you want to give us um, your thoughts on the podcast, your thoughts on certain movies we've done, we certainly have a pretty good backlog right now of movies. So um, I'm sure we have one that you've liked and one that you haven't liked. Why don't you go listen to both of them? Let us know what you think on each one. You can hit us up on either of those. Or if you want to do something a little bit more long form, you want to get your ideas out there, you can type us up a message and send it to rollitpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and then if you uh, had fun doing all that and want to do more, then you can give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps um, out a lot. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, so, fun, fact, fun fact for the people listening. You're not alone. You're not the only person who listens to the podcast. Um, <laughs> you're not. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was looking – I was checking out the um, – I was looking through the stats the other day. We do need to do better about building. Do like we we need to be better on social media. We need to be more active. That's we all. We do. I've been slacking lately. That's all. Yeah. Once summer came, I just keep. I keep. I just like have just been chilling, dude. We've been chilling. Yeah, it's all right. I do the same thing. No worries. Uh, so obviously, eighty-two percent of our listeners come from North America, but we get a small percent. It's thirteen. 13% of our listeners are from Europe. I was interested to find out. And what was even more interesting is about every episode-ish, 
There's about uh, 10, 10 or 15 downloads in Asia, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So, and hey, Germany, for all our fans there. in Germany, what's going on? Drop us a review on Apple. <laughs> uh, that would help us out. If all if all our listeners in Germany alone drop us a review on Apple, guarantee we can build this up massively. And um, the big thing, really, if you're, if you're going to do one thing, if you're like, guys, you're giving me too many options, cut it down to one thing. Give us movie recommendations. We want to know what you want us to chat about, what you want us to watch. Um, and so, yeah, hit us up on any of those things, and we'll get uh, we'll get back to you for sure and um, likely do your movie in the future. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that'll do it for this time, and we will uh, see y'all in two weeks with The Thin Blue Line. Till then. I don't know. I don't have a catchphrase. I've been trying to work on one, but there isn't one. So until then, bye.